Have you experienced a string of breakups? Maybe you just keep running into these really toxic people. If you've ever wondered if you're just picking the wrong people or if you might be the problem, this is the episode for you. Today, we're going to take a closer look and I just wanna commend you for being here. You're here because you don't want drama. You don't want strife. You wanna be happy and fulfilled by your relationships. So in order to do that, we've gotta get to the bottom of it. We've gotta figure out like, why does this keep happening? Today, I'm gonna help you figure out if it's you. You're the problem. It's you. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. This episode is one that's really going to require you to take an honest look and you are hopefully motivated by your desire to have peace, to have happiness. Nobody wants to have fallouts in their relationships. Nobody wants to be in a toxic friendship or in another failed relationship with a significant other. We want happiness. We want unity. We want peace. We want balance. We want tranquility in our relationships. That's what makes us happy. That's what makes us live longer. And let's face it, relationships take two people. But often there's one person who's more emotionally mature, one person who's more of a giver, one person who's a little more balanced and healthy. That's just the nature of bringing two people together. One is going to be more than the other. And I think it's really important that we take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves and answer very honestly where we might be contributing to the problem. Today, I'm going to help you identify seven signs that might mean you are the problem. Number one, do you have a lot of relationship problems? You tend to have lots of struggles on a romantic basis, whether you've been married four times or you just can't seem to find the right guy, the right gal, like you just have a lot of problems when it comes to your romantic life. And you might think, well, I just keep meeting the wrong person or that, you know, I just haven't found like Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, whatever that is. But if you're continually finding that there's problems in those relationships and or your friend relationships. Like it's just very difficult for you to maintain long-term friendships. Now, all of us have, even the person who I can think of who's probably the most problematic, I've got a couple of acquaintances, I won't say friends, acquaintances who it's like, wow, do they not realize like they repeat this pattern with every single person? Even those people, they do have some long-term friendships like because they have so much history with that person they consider a long-term friendship. I think it's more important to ask yourself, is it difficult for you to make new friends and keep new friends? If the answer is yes, it's very likely you're the problem. Number two, when your relationships do end, it's really easy for you to identify and even to share with other people the reason why the relationship ended was because and you fill in the blank on all the things the other person was or did or who, like what you figured out, but you very rarely identify things that you may have done that contributed to it. So more often than not, if a a relationship has ended, whether it's romantic or friendship, and somebody asks you about it, like you're quick to not just tell people what the other person did wrong or what you found out about them or, you know, whatever it is, you just don't see any of your own personal responsibility. And even if you do, you're not going to share it with people. This often happens with people who have been hurt and wounded. It's a safety mechanism. Like I don't need to be able to see my own failures because that would be very painful. So in the mind of somebody in this position, arrogance protects you. Believing that you are above that, that you could do no wrong, not being able to see your own wrongdoing, not being able to see your own shortcomings is a lack of humility that creates 
this pattern that repeats over and over and over again, it's very difficult to communicate with someone who has an inability to see their own wrongs, who has the inability to have empathy for the other person's position. And empathy means like understanding when you have relationships, what is it that triggered that person in that way? And how can you be empathetic to them, towards them? How can you offer them grace? How can you be kinder in your approach? And instead of being so rigid and challenging, maybe even in your opinions, so for somebody, if, if you're regularly finding that when relationships end, it, it's like, well, here's all the things that they did, there's a very good chance that you ha- have a blind spot for your own arrogance. Number three, you might be the problem if most of your relationships end in a pretty dramatic fashion. I mean, we all have friendships where you just grow apart, like maybe they move to another city or you're single ready to mingle, and your girlfriend who's the same age is married, has three little kids, and your lives are just very, very different. So there isn't this dramatic breakup. Rather, you just kind of slowly drift apart. And oftentimes those friendships drift back together at a later stage in your life. I love it when that happens. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I'd love to know from those of you who If you've experienced that, like you've had a friendship that just kind of drifted apart because you're in different seasons, but then eventually your seasons kind of leveled out and you came back together. Because it's really important that we not take that personal, you know, and oftentimes we do. It's like, oh, this person doesn't have time for me, but like, are they in a different season? But again, you might be the problem if your relationships don't end or drift apart, rather they explode. There's a dramatic ending to them. It's intense. There's an argument. There's like a drawing of the line in the sand. There's a confrontation. There's a, you know, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of emotion, a lot of drama around it. If that's happening on a pretty regular basis when your friendships and your whatever romantic relationships end, there's a very good chance you might be the problem. This episode of The Shalene Show is sponsored by our good friends at Organifi. I'm recording this in the evening, and one of the things I love to do in the evenings is to wind down with a hot cup of Organifi Gold chocolate. It literally tastes like a hot chocolate, you guys. I'm telling you. It's a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. Now, hold on. It doesn't taste anything like mushrooms. I'm telling you, it tastes like hot chocolate, and that's because they use organic cocoa, a holistic alternative to hot chocolate, and it literally calms your nervous system. It also improves your immune system, and for me, I find that I get into a deeper state of rest. So if you want to try one of the many Organifi products, I recommend that you check them out. Go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen, and you're going to get 20% off. As you know, I love a ton of their products. Any place where your diet might be deficient, like you're just not getting enough of that ingredient or you want to bolster your immune system, which is so important, especially when we're talking about hormone health, weight loss, your mental focus, all of those things, you've got to take care of your immune system. And Organifi creates the highest quality supplements most of which are in a powdered form, which allows you to just mix them with water, super convenient, all 100% USDA certified organic ingredients. And again, you get to try them for 20% off by going to Organifi.com forward slash I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash for 20% off. If that's 
happening on a pretty regular basis when your friendships and your whatever romantic relationships end, there's a very good chance you might be the problem. Number four, you might be the problem if your beliefs around how relationships should look or are going to look are very rigid. For example, if you have the belief that most people are are not good, they're users, and they may appear to be your friend, but they really don't care about you. Or if you have this belief that like most guys are dogs, or most men cheat, or most women are only after money, or most new friends just want to be friends with me because I fill in the blank. If you have negative beliefs around relationships before they even start, and you struggle with relationships, you might be the And this often relates to our own attachment issues. If you had a parent or both parents who you couldn't rely on them, or for whatever reason, maybe there was drugs or alcohol, or there was a divorce and they left, or you felt abandoned as a child, for whatever reason, if you didn't feel a safe, secure home, if you didn't have that kind of attachment with your parents, oftentimes those things show back up in our adult relationships, our relationships with friends and with significant others. We will have these beliefs that they're supposed to, that people who are in a relationship with us, that they're supposed to do a certain thing, even though we haven't communicated that to them. I recall a friend of mine very upset that a mutual friend hadn't reached out to her after she had posted something very meaningful on Instagram. And I challenged the friend and said, do you even know if this person saw that post? I mean, a lot of us follow a ton of people. And, you know, we kind of walked through that process. But what was really clear to me is that the friend who was upset that the person hadn't reached out to them, that that was really a matter of an attachment issue. And this friend did have a very trying set of circumstances growing up and a lot of challenges from the people who were supposed to be protecting her and who she was supposed to have this safe, secure attachment with, and she didn't. And it just, you can see that it shows up in her relationships in unexpressed, uncommunicated expectations. So those expectations are there, but she hasn't expressed those to her friends or significant others. And so that's gonna be a theme that's gonna show up for her over and over again in her friendship. So ask yourself, like. Think about your own situation. What was your attachment like to your parents? Was it safe and secure? Did you feel like all of your needs were met? Did you ever worry? Did you feel like you had been abandoned? Did you feel unsafe? Did you feel unsecure? If that's true, you did not feel safe, secure, etc. There's a very high likelihood, unless of course you've done a considerable amount of therapy, that these patterns are gonna show back up in our adult relationships. Number five, the same patterns keep repeating and you think it's a string of bad luck. Now, I've witnessed this on a friendship level, I've witnessed this on a professional level, and I've witnessed this on a romantic, significant other level. I mean, not me personally, I've witnessed it with other people. So in one situation I can think of, recently I was interviewing a potential new candidate for Team Johnson, and as I was going through this individual's resume and looking at their past work history, of their last three positions, I asked them to tell me, like, you know, why things didn't work out there or how it was when they left. And with each and every past experience, you know, past job that they had, they kind of told the same story about how they were the savior and they did everybody else's work and how they were underpaid and undervalued and their boss was a narcissist and this, you know, ruthless tyrant and, and everybody wanted to quit. So they quit that job. And then the next story of their, you know, 
work history after that was something very similar where they worked for this person who was a narcissist and they were felt like it was an abusive work environment like and so this pattern just kept repeating and repeating to me like that's a major red flag without a doubt there are a number of minerals and vitamins that people are deficient in that make your brain and your body function at an optimal level. And if you're deficient in those levels, well, then your brain is deficient in its potential. And that's why I'm always telling people, look at the minerals that people are most deficient in, one of them being magnesium. Magnesium improves brain function. It improves your focus by enhancing your synaptic plasticity which is just a fancy way of saying like, it allows your brain to grow, to form new connections. It regulates your transmitters. It reduces inflammation. Inflammation is one of those things that creates brain fog. It's involved in our energy, our metabolism. When your magnesium is off, it's hard to get good sleep. It's hard to get quality sleep. It helps us to maintain a stable mood. It helps us with energy, blood pressure, irritability, stronger bones, all of those things. I was looking for a quality magnesium supplement, and that's how I discovered our show sponsor today, magbreakthrough.com. It is a magnesium supplement that offers all seven forms of magnesium so that your body can actually absorb them. And when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, you pretty much every function of your body is upgraded from your brain to your sleep to inflammation, pain, stress, all of it. Today, listeners of The Shaleen Show can go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. When you use promo code Shaleen, you will unlock special gifts with your purchase. This is a limited time offer for select orders, so go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen right now, and don't forget to use promo code Shaleen. They were felt like it was an abusive work environment. like, And so this pattern just kept repeating and repeating. To me, like that's a major red flag. This is a person who... These patterns, when they repeat themselves over and over again, you're probably the problem. Another situation I can think of is an acquaintance who I was recently listening to her retell how in the last like 10 years, she's like every single person who she's become close with that they stab her in the back and they gossip about her and they were never really her friends and you know they hurt her feelings and then she has this big blow up and where she won't accept their apologies, never wants to speak to them again, cuts them out of her life and goes back to her old high school girlfriends. Well, this is a pattern and the common denominator is you. So you might be the problem. The sixth sign that you might be the problem is you're very quick to judge. You're quick to judge people even before you enter into a relationship with them. You have these beliefs about who they are and how it's going to turn out and all people like this do that. You have these judgments that you create when you're in a relationship with a friend or a significant other and if they do a certain thing, you've just decide in your mind, you judge it without taking in more information, without hearing their side, without expressing empathy, without taking the time to listen and to communicate and try to imagine what things are like from their perspective, what it's like to deal with you. Like all of these things, if, if you're just quick to cut people off, to judge, to decide that you don't like someone even before you've given them a chance and gotten to know them, there's a very good possibility you're the problem. By the way, if you struggle to have like a deep emotional connection with your significant other, I did an episode that I think you'll find really helpful. In fact, I give you specific questions that you can start with 
asking your significant other, which will deepen your emotional connection. Like that emotional intimacy is the most profound way to improve any relationship, but especially one with your significant other. So I will link to that below in our show notes, and I think you'll find it super helpful. The seventh sign that you might be the problem is that everything's kind of a big deal. You know, I find that the people who tend to have the most strife, the most upheaval, the most challenges in their relationships, they just don't know how to let things roll off their back. Everything is a big deal. And I know what you're thinking. Well, no, it's not a big deal for me. Like, it actually, that actually was a big deal. But was it? But was it? If you tend to have to be right instead of maintaining the peace, and I'm not talking about rolling over and being like a doormat. I'm not talking about like allowing people to treat you terribly. I'm talking about like being hypersensitive to things like you just don't give people the grace that you would want. And oftentimes, I hear people who do this, they'll say things like, well, I would never do that to somebody else. Well, in that particular situation, that's really important to you. But in another situation, you might do something that that other person found slightly offensive or that they wouldn't do, but they overlooked it. I find that people who tend to be the toxic one in the relationship, you more often than not have these hard drawn lines in the sand and you're unwilling to give and take. You're quick to be offended. You're quick to be hurt. You're quick to decide the relationship's over and you can't talk about it and you're not gonna forgive this person. You're slow to say, I'm sorry. In fact, if it's really hard for you to say you're sorry, if you're not the one who more often than not says you're sorry, then it's probably, it, it is probably hard for you to say you're sorry. And that's a, another big warning sign. It's like a neon sign saying like, you might be the problem. Hey, let's talk about minimalism. Are you laughing right now, Shalene, talking about minimalism? I try. Frankly, I'm being forced to rethink the way I buy things and I live, and especially my clothes, because with all of this travel, I've got to figure out ways to pack and to travel more efficiently. And, and that means like buying, in my opinion, a mix of really quality items and then some pieces that are super affordable. Let's face it, like I wouldn't feel guilty if I donated it before I left whatever city we're in at the moment. But here's my advice when it comes to buying quality pieces. You want to buy a style that's timeless. Otherwise, if it's going to go out of style really quick, you've kind of wasted your money. So for me, I was looking for a company that specifically makes that style of clothing like stylish, but not trendy. And that's why I want to recommend to you Jenny Kane. I'm going to spell it for you. J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E, JennyKane.com forward slash Shalene15. You're going to get 15% off. Use code Shalene15 because that gives you 15% off when you check out. That's the promo code. Jenny Kane is known for their lightweight, super durable, easy to wear cashmere. So I have like an oatmeal colored cashmere hoodie. It's timeless. It'll never go out of style. And it just, it kind of elevates even a casual outfit. Anyways, I would love for you to try out Jenny Kane. You can get one of their, what I call forever pieces by going to jennykane.com forward slash Shalene15. You're going to get 15% off. Use code Shalene15 because that gives you 
15% off when you check out. That's the promo code. They've got lightweight cashmere and warm cashmere. Like whatever the season, they have a go-to piece that's going to work for you. Again, check it out at jennycane.com forward slash shaleen15. Use code shaleen15 for 15% off. If you're not the one who more often than not says you're sorry, then it's probably, it, it is probably hard for you to say you're sorry. And that's a, another big warning sign. It's like a neon sign saying like, you might be the problem. Relationships are hard. It's two people who have different experiences. I mean, even if you grew up in the same family, in the same house, even if it's your twin sister, relationships are hard. Relationships require us to have a good relationship with ourself. And if you aren't confident in who you are, if you have trauma and hurt and pain from the past that you haven't fully processed, it's going to impact your adult relationships. And that's not to say that that's uncommon. It's actually more common than not. Like most of us have things that we need to work through. But if it's your relationships that are causing you grief, you have a difficult time communicating, expressing yourself, it just feels like people aren't there for you. I want you to ask yourself if you're there for you. Like, how do you show up for yourself? All of these things, the signs I talked about today, like, are you treating yourself that way? Like, are you harsh and quick to judge yourself? Do you find fault in yourself? You know, when you're having that relationship with yourself, it's, it's really hard if you're not loving and kind and forgiving, non-judgmental with yourself. It's really hard to be those things with someone else, including your partner. You know, it does require a level of confidence and humility to be able to be soft enough to be quiet and listen and be empathetic, to forgive, to not make things such a big deal, like let it roll off your back. I mean, I've seen people end friendships over the fact that somebody forgot to call them on their birthday. Well, I mean, really? Like you think because somebody forgot to call you on your birthday, that means they they don't love you and they're not a good friend. Like, you know, it's just how we hold these weird ideals. I think we have to examine them because at the end of the day, what makes us happy is people. It's not your weight. It's not how much money you make. It's not how pretty you are. It's not how what nice clothes you have. Like none of that at the end of the day is going to make you happy. What makes us happy is other people, right? Our relationships. And if your relationships aren't what they need to be, instead of working on your relationships, I'm going to give you some tough love right now. You need to work on you. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. Like, I regularly do therapy. I do it not just for me. I do it because I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better mom to my adult kids. Someday, a long, long time from now, I could possibly be a grandma. What do you think I should be called if, if ever I were to be a grandmother? That sounds so gray-haired rocking chair to me. So I told my children, they're like, mom, what would you want to be called? I said, I would like to be called queen mother, but maybe I would want to be called glamma or I don't know, but not DJ CJ. I don't know. I don't know because it's a long, long time from now. I'm way too young for that. Hey, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.